I'm 17 years old. I know what you're thinking. It's just this kid's imagination. Just let me tell this story and you can decide if you think it's real or not. It was mid-December to late December 2020 in central Pennsylvania. I honestly didn't think we had any skinwalkers here until now. Here's the story. I was at my family cabin hunting like most Pennsylvania do in December. I was going to be there for two weeks with my dad, brother and grandfather. We arrived the first day at 4. 45 p.m. So we still had some hunting light left. We grabbed our rifles and headed out. We got some light snow in the morning so we could see the tracks easier but enough to get stuck or lost. We walked for roughly five minutes. When we finally came across some tracks there were two sets and some scat. We could tell by the size of the scat one was a buck. My brother and dad went after one set of tracks and me the other. I followed the tracks always till the brush was getting too thick for me to see past 30 yards so I decided to sit up against a tree with my rifle. About 15 minutes later I was eating a snack bar and drinking water when it sounded like I went deaf. No noise the whole wood sounded quiet when I heard a loud church and pop of sticks and leaves. Sounded way too heavy to be a deer but couldn't have been a bear since we didn't see many in the winter. The one way I knew something was right was the awful smell of meat that sat in the sun for two weeks. Five minutes later everything was still very quiet when I suddenly got this feeling of being watched. Now I don't get scared easily but I got up, packed all my stuff up, grabbed my gun and walked slowly looking behind me every few yards. When I finally got back to camp it was five roughly and it was dark. I saw my brother, dad and grandfather sitting around the campfire eating hot dogs and beans. I pulled up a chair and gotten a hot dog and started to eat it when my dad asked did you see anything? I sat and thought for a minute no nothing but snow and birds. Thinking it was a good idea to hide what I smelt and heard. Later that night when I laid down I thought about it some more and texted a family friend. He was 49 maybe 50 the smartest outdoorsman I knew I texted him hey. So I had a weird experience in the woods today. He texted back what happened son? I said this terrible smell like I've never smelled before and these really big footsteps way bigger than a deer. He said smell? What kind of smell? I said like someone left meat out in the sun for days. He texted oh I was worried you would say that. Let me tell you a story. So I was 27 in 1999 and I was hunting deep in the backwoods I was sitting there for some time when this smell overcame me it smelled like rotting flesh and everything went silent. I couldn't see anything but about 15 minutes later I heard some say my name and say come here. The only part was it was my mom's voice clear as day. The thing is she died two years ago. I ran and never looked back and never hunted there again. I dropped my phone from pure shock I pulled my blankets up and went to be. I didn't want to move. I had a terrible nightmare of a deer that wasn't really a deer chasing me and I feel and right before he attacked me I woke up sweating and screaming. Day 2. We went out for our second day of hunting and I walked to a tree stand we put up that summer. I got in, 
And about an hour or so later everything went silent and I heard the walking again and the smell was back. The only difference this time is I could see it. Raggy skin almost like it didn't fit. No tail skin on the face was dropping way down below where it should be. I pulled up my gun shaking like never before, looked down the scope and shot it twice. It ran so fast into the bushes while screaming and crying like crazy. Five minutes later my dad radioed me asking if I got one I said well I shot something that looked like a deer. I don't know what it was please just get here as I dropped my radio to the ground. My brother dad and grandfather all came with their guns 15 minutes later. I was still in the tree stand shaking they had to help me down from it. They asked me what I shot and I said I think it was a doe but it was different. I told them what it was they didn't believe me which I don't blame them. It was crazy to think I barely believed myself. And the scariest patriot of it all happened. We all heard our mom's voices say our name and say where are you. Yeah that's right we all heard our own mom say the same thing my grandfather heard this. My dad his and my brother and I ours. We all looked at each other and got out of there and then we heard a baby crying. We felt bad but had to go we knew it wasn't real. We got to the cabin and while we were packing we heard a thud. I opened the door with rifle in hand and saw two dead rabbits on the porch with their stomachs ripped out. We got out of there ran to the truck rifle still in hand. We got in and drove fast as we could that was the longest ride ever. We sold the property since none of us would go back. The new owners have had it for roughly a year and now just started having problems. Should we tell them what happened to us? Not sure if this is real but I heard it before. There was once a man who had problems with a skinwalker. It would howl outside his window, he would hear scratching at night, and he was getting fed up. He had a big Great Dane dog. This thing was a beast. It took a lot to get his dog riled up, and a lot more to scare it. One night, his dog was on edge. It would run up to the window, closed, and bark into the darkness. The man would watch but see nothing. One day, he decides to go outside and grabs his shotgun, a flashlight, and opens the door. Shining the light, he sees it. It's crouched and stares at him. It had a large, fanged mouth. It has sunken pits in its head and no eyes. Rather, the pits are deep black. They seem to stare right into him. It stared at him, and let out a blood-curdling scream. It ran off. The next night, he heard his dog yelp and scream. He ran downstairs to find its corpse. Its guts were ripped out. Its head was shoved into the cavity. Its eyes were torn out and its blood spelled out the words you're next. He was terrified. After burying his dog, the situation got worse. He would even see the skinwalker during the day. It kept getting bolder and bolder. One night, he was lying in his bed with his shotgun, and heard the usual tap on the window. 
He didn't look at it. He was under the blanket. It got louder. And louder. Eventually, the thing was banging full force on the window. He was terrified, and gripped his gun. His blood ran cold as he heard the window shatter, accompanied by a terrifying scream. The thing grabbed him and bit hard. The next day, his girlfriend came to visit. She found him nowhere. Then, she noticed something on the ground. It was red, and wet. It was a small chunk of his brain. She didn't know it was his, though. She was disgusted. But then, she saw another chunk. And another. They seemed to form a trail. They led to a hollow log. She looked inside, and screamed. Her boyfriend's gutted, dead, mutilated body was shoved messily inside of it. She heard a twig snap. Turning, there was the skinwalker. It smiled a horrible, fang smile. Then, it sliced her throat. This happened not long ago, so it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Due to the pandemic, I decided to hunt for my meat rather than go to somewhere like Walmart for obvious reasons. If nothing else, I at least know where my meat came from. Anyway, a few weeks ago I was tracking some deer along a large stream when I began smelling a foul odor in the air. At first I ignored it and moved on. It wasn't exactly rare to accidentally come across a dead animal. But it started to become an issue after I began tracking a small group of four deer. Now, I've been around coyotes, wolves and bears. They don't always smell the best and sometimes they smell real bad. I started to panic because I was concerned I was being stalked by a predator, which almost never ends well, and I was considering turning back and getting out of there when I came face to face with it. I don't what it was but it was tall and was a sickly gray. It looked like a deer, but it was standing on its hind legs and its head was as much human as it was deer. It had blood dripping from its mouth and it looked as though it was trying to talk to, or at, me, but no sound ever came out. The most disturbing thing however was that was carrying a dead coyote in its arms. I just stood there terrified as it finally spoke to me. You shouldn't be here, it said to me, before running off into the forest. It's been three weeks and I haven't been back there since. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I saw a skinwalker once. It was a long time ago now though I remember it as clearly as if it has just happened. I was a pizza boy back when I was still in college so I could earn some money when I had to take a delivery out to an old farmhouse. The farmhouse was well known as they ordered pizza almost every night. Two large pepperoni pizzas and a bottle of coke was their usual order. I remember because I was one of only two delivery drivers who were willing to go out that far. My last night as a delivery driver, we got the normal call from them. So I grabbed their order and drove out to the farmhouse. Normally, I'd walk up to the front door and give them their order. But this time I pulled up to see the husband standing out front, waiting for me. This wasn't normal, especially since it was raining heavily that night. I pulled up and rolled down my window. Before I could speak up however, he grabbed me and attempted to pull me out of the car. It's at that point I noticed that mouth, the teeth and the eyes. I only got a brief glimpse but it was enough to scar me for life. I managed to break free from him and pull away, but he managed to run alongside my car as I started going faster. Eventually he stopped trying to chase me as I sped up past the speed limit. Later it turned out the couple at the farmhouse were brutally murdered two days before I made the delivery. I later asked my granddad, who's familiar with the Navajo, and he told me it was most likely a skinwalker before laughing. Thinking back, his laugh was a more nervous laugh than one intended as a joke. I don't know if that was skinwalker, but I'm lucky to be alive. This is a more personal story for me, the writer of the blog. It actually just happened an hour ago, as of writing, when I was walking my dog. Near to where I live is an old abandoned railway that people use as a dog trail. It's fairly woody and passes by a meadow with two small ponds. Because of the heavy rains we've had over the last few weeks and it being winter, seagulls from the coast have decided to holiday in my small landlocked town. This is normal and happens every year, so nobody really cares. I don't really care myself as why would I need to and I normally ignore them. Until this morning when one started meowing right in my face like a cat would. Now while many of the stories I share with you all come from the US where skinwalkers are known to exist, I live in the UK where we never get this sort of thing. We don't even get lycanthropes, real or mental illness, anymore, not that it would mean anything. Now, I'm fairly knowledgeable on skinwalkers but I've never heard of one that's made the cross between the continents before. Do any of you have the answers I need? 
Could they even take the form of a small bird? I'm weirded out by the whole thing. A friend of mine had an encounter with a skinwalker. She was eight when it happened, but she still remembers it now as if it happened yesterday. She won't tell me the whole story, but judging by how scared she gets when she tells me what she can, I have no reason to not believe her. The way she tells it, one night she was about to go to bed when her father told my friend and her mother to hide in the basement. My friend was confused, but apparently her mother knew what was going on. Now, the basement the house had a window, but it had been broken for some time and so my friend could hear everything going on outside. She would periodically hear her father yell skinwalker. Or there it is. Before eventually falling asleep. She told me this happened several nights in a row before it stopped. To this day she rarely talks about it and her father refuses to when asked. For the last few weeks, my dogs have been barking at something that only comes out at night. I know what it is, but I don't want to say its name. I don't want to give it power over me. I don't want to bring it on. It started just after Halloween. At first I thought it was just a bunch of kids pranking me, or maybe someone was making a cruel joke at my expense. As a Native American, a lot of people have a warped view on my beliefs. When I moved into my current home a year ago, a lot of people were distrustful of me. I don't know why though I later found out the area is deeply conservative and most likely that's why. Anyway, after the first week of my dogs barking at someone, I began noticing an odd smell whenever my dogs started barking. I can't really describe it other than the foulness of the smell. It was like a rotting corpse. Two weeks ago, things got worse. I caught it trying to open the back door to my house and I immediately began praying, causing it to flee. That's when I realized what had been stalking my home and me. A medicine man from my tribe is already on his way, but I'm scared. I don't know what will happen. My brother was killed by a skinwalker. It happened when I was younger, maybe six or seven years ago. We were out hunting in West Virginia when it all happened. It was early in the morning and we were following a deer trail when my brother told me that he thought someone was following us. I turned but didn't see anyone but he said they were in the bush. My mistake was laughing it off. His was following me. Not 10 minutes after he mentioned us being followed, we came across our first deer. It hadn't spotted us and we were downwind so I thought it was a good idea to get some target practice in. I almost took the shot when I realized my brother hadn't said anything about the deer. Normally, I wouldn't be able to get him to shut up, so this was weird. I turned and couldn't see him. 
I started to panic. Forgetting about the deer, I turned and ran down to the trail. What I found was horrifying. My brother was on the ground, covered in blood. Standing over him was this thing. It, it looked like a deer standing on its hind legs, but its fur was matted and the skin was rotting. The worst was its jaws were dripping with blood. I stood there frozen as the thing, the skinwalker, noticed me. It didn't try to come after me, instead it simply smiled and dragged my brother into the bush. We never found his body, but I ended up getting arrested for his murder. I'm sharing this story from a prison cell, hoping somebody believes me. If you do, don't go into the Appalachian Mountains. I work as a farmhand not far from a nearby Native American reserve. It's hard work, but honest and I wouldn't have it any other way. The only problem I have is the occasional weird thing that usually ends with a blessing from the medicine men from the nearby reserve. The last time this happened was just a few months ago. Despite the whole pandemic going on, the farms still need to work due to the need for food. Anyway. The farm where I work is surrounded by a bunch of other farms, some independent, some owned by the big agriculture companies and some owned by the reserve. That means a lot of people work in the area despite it being mostly farmland, but it also meant that there was a few months earlier this year where people would disappear. No one knew what happened to those who disappeared or even how it happened, but it didn't take long for rumors to begin spreading around. I had some of my friends and fellow farmhands come up to me and say they saw some disfigured coyote run through the corn fields in the days leading up to a disappearance, or some of the cattle herders finding mutilated cows in a tree. I never saw anything personally, but the disappearances ended after a group of medicine men from the reserve came and blessed all the farms. Now. I've only just found out about skinwalkers and while this does seem to fit in with what happened. I can't really be sure. Maybe it was a skinwalker, maybe it was something else. I once came face to face with a skinwalker and survived. This happened several years ago, but it's burnt into my mind like nothing else. I work at a lumber company where my job is to scout out parts of forest suitable for harvesting. It's hard work as I need to fill a quota given to me by the company and keep to standards set by the EPA and it often means I spend days out in the wilderness looking for good lumber spots. Well, it was one of these extended camping trips where I had my encounter. I was four days in and I had already found several good spots for the company but wanted to get a few more in before I left. I spent the first half of the day surveying the area, being careful to note my path so I didn't get lost, when it happened. Babe. I heard it as clear as day. It was my wife. I mean, it had to be it was her voice. Babe, I need your help, she said again. I didn't understand what was going on. 
She kept calling out to me, calling out for help but it was coming from all around me and it sounded like she was getting closer. I stood there paralyzed, unable to think and unable to really do anything. I quickly spotted something moving in the bushes in front of me. It was a deer, but it was different somehow. I couldn't focus at first but then I realized what I was looking at. It wasn't a deer. I mean, it looked like a deer but it was standing on its back legs, had no fur and was a sickly gray color. Babe, why won't you help me, it said. It was speaking to me, but it sounded like my wife. It stepped out of the bushes into the clearing in front of me and I ran. I didn't even think, I just ran. I kept running, even as it stopped chasing me. I had never ran so fast before. It was morning when I finally reached my truck. Tired and afraid, I managed to return to the lumber office. I couldn't tell them what I saw, none of them would believe me. I simply gave them my list of sites for harvesting. I wish I hadn't, since several of the lumberjacks have disappeared since the company started harvesting the trees in the area. Before I begin, I would like to say that this is a very long story. It's been something that's haunted me since I was six years old, since my first encounter with it. I have had dreams about this, and two very specific encounters with the creature. I'm sharing this story so I could possibly find help on what to do or how to get rid of this creature that's been hunting me since I can remember. Just for background, I am a 21-year-old female and still worry about this creature finding me, but I'll get into detail why later. For now, here's my story. I would always go camping with my grandparents, who I call my Gammy and Gampy, at the end of my school years. I would always look forward to it since I grew up loving the outdoors and the woods. I especially loved camping, loving the idea of having s'mores, taking long hikes, being around the campfire, and of course the wildlife we would see. Now I grew up in California, mostly near cities, so the forest was like my true home to me. I always preferred being near trees and dirt rather than buildings and crowded places. Besides, the woods were much quieter and more peaceful. I always felt safe when I was there, like nothing could ever hurt me. But something strange would always happen at the end of the month of May. I would have this reoccurring dream during the last week of my school year. I would be in the woods, walking alone down a dirt trail, the woods were always strangely quiet. I would continue to walk this path until I saw this red fox poke its head from behind a tree. Its eyes were always strangely human-like, but they were yellow and somehow looked like teddy bear eyes and it would just stare at me. It wouldn't make a sound at all. It would just watch me. Usually in my dream I would go up and pet it, that making the fox finally make a noise, usually a soft growl. Then I would continue walking, and it would follow me. The first time I would have this dream was when I was actually around 5 years old, and it lasted until I was about perhaps 11. Over the years it would be the same exact thing, I would walk in the woods, 
find this fox, pet it, then continue my hike with it alongside me. But about having this dream for the fourth time, it would start to walk behind me. That's when I started to feel uneasy about this fox. I could hear it making odd noises, but every time I went back to look, it was just walking like nothing was wrong, even, somehow, giving me a smile. Sorry to go on about a dream but, I now believe that it was a warning of the creature. Now that the dream is out of the way, I can talk about my first true encounter. I was six years old and was going on a camping trip with my gammy and gampy for about a week. Of course, I was very excited for it, being able to barely keep myself in my school seat for the last day of kindergarten. They had picked me up right as the bell had rung and already had the camping trailer attached to my gampy's truck. I remember he drove an old red truck that only had three seats, me always being in the middle. It took about two hours to get there, and another good hour to find our usual camping spot. It was deep into the woods and far from other people, as my gammy wasn't too fond of being around other people while we camped. As they were setting up the camping trailer, I wandered around the campsite, loving to dig in the dirt for bugs. I had sat down on the dirt and started to dig, but I noticed how strangely quiet the woods were. It was never quiet, not even in the dead of night. I thought it was odd, but being only six I didn't think too hard about it. As I continued to dig for bugs however, I thought I heard my gammy call for me. She would usually call me Sugar Booger, that being a nickname she gave me since I was born. That's what I had heard, but it sounded like she was very far away and somewhat sick. Sugar Booger. I looked up where I heard it come from, that being from the woods. But there was no way she was there, because she was still unloading stuff from the truck. Even at the age of six, it didn't feel right, so I walked closer to my grandparents and stayed next to them. I soon forgot about my weird encounter though as we began to have fun. For the rest of that day, we played card games, sat next to the campfire as we ate dinner, and stared up into the stars. I always loved seeing the stars, there never being anywhere I lived at. We started to get sleepy around 9pm I believe, and we started to get ready for bed. There were bunk beds that me and my gammy would sleep on, keeping our luggage on the top bunk and we would sleep on the bottom bunk. Due to my gampy's snoring, he would sleep on the couch of the trailer. I would always sleep next to the trailer window just in case I couldn't sleep and wanted to look outside. I fell asleep pretty quickly though, that being the last day of school and all, it was pretty exhausting. I remember waking up maybe hours later, it's still being pitch black outside. It wasn't weird for me to wake up late in the night, since I always have had sleeping issues. I rolled onto my side trying to fall back asleep, until I heard. Sugar booger. My eyes immediately shot open as I heard my nickname being spoken, but I knew it wasn't either of my grandparents. They were both asleep and never were known to sleep talk before. I started to feel this horrible feeling in my gut, like whatever I was hearing wanted to really hurt me. Even at the age of six I knew this wasn't normal. Then I started to hear tapping at the trailer window, it was soft, 
but loud enough for me to hear it. Tap tap tap. I just sat there, frozen in fear. I was trying to just brush it off as tree branches or rain, but I just knew that wasn't it. I could tell that it was really someone, or Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Something, tapping on the window. Then I decided to be brave and look. Big mistake. I pulled the curtain away to only peek, and all I saw, were these large yellow eyes. They seemed glassy, yet, not entirely real. They looked like giant teddy bear eyes, but cold and unwelcoming. I remember in that moment I panicked, and quickly closed the curtain back up. I then hid under the blanket, that being the only thing I knew to do when I saw a monster. I could feel tears falling down my face, I never had been so terrified in my life. I just curled up into my gammy's side and clung to her all night long, that damn tapping only getting louder and more persistent throughout the night. I don't remember falling asleep. But somehow, I did. 
I do remember my gampy waking me up around noon, saying how if I got up quick enough, we could still go fishing. I honestly didn't want to leave the trailer at all, terrified that whatever I saw the night before would be out there. I did eventually go outside, but I was constantly looking around, horrified that whatever saw me last night would get me. My gammy immediately knew I was scared and pulled me into a hug when she saw me, asking what was wrong. I did tell her what I saw and heard, and surprisingly, she believed me. The next thing I knew she was telling my gampy that we were moving campsites. It took a bit to convince him, but he did eventually start to pack up and hook the trailer onto his truck. I was put into the truck so I could properly sleep, but I just couldn't. I kept feeling that I was being watched, thinking that every little noise was that thing I saw, that if I closed my eyes even for a second, it would get me. My gammy wasn't too far from me when I heard it again. But this time, it was my actual name, Aaliyah. In that moment, I had never seen my gammy move so fast. She looked up into the bushes where we heard it, then to me. She then got in the truck with me and pulled me into a tight, protective hug. I began to cry all over again, telling her how I wanted to just go back home. That's when my gampy got into the truck as well, and since I was sobbing so hard to the point I was coughing, he agreed we could go home. We started to head out of the campsite, still hurt that this trip had been ruined by something. But I still didn't know what. That's when something in my head told me to look back. I slowly did so, feeling an ice-cold fear wash over me as I saw something. A red fox, sitting in the middle of the campsite, sitting there with large yellow eyes. The same red fox from my dream, somehow, curling its lips into an eerie smile. After that encounter, we never did go back to that campsite. We did continue to camp, but in more populated areas. I didn't tell my grandma what I saw, but she had told me to trust my gut. She knew that I was sensitive to certain entities, and that would help me if I trusted it. Now this would be the end of the story, but I'm afraid it isn't. There was one more encounter I had with the creature, and it was much more terrifying than the first time. The second encounter I had was when I was 17, many years later. By this time, I knew very well what a skinwalker was now, and I was still very paranoid every time I went near wooded areas. I still worried about seeing that fox, but I never really thought about it too much. Me and my two younger siblings were staying at a relative's house for Christmas, them living way up into a mountain area. I think they were my great aunt and uncle, but I'm not sure. Where they lived, there was no service at all, so unless we hooked up onto their Wi-Fi, we had no phones. I didn't mind the house, still loving the woods no matter what happened. Although at night I hated how they didn't close the window curtains, making it easy to anything outside to see inside. But I did feel safe while inside the house, knowing that they wouldn't let anything hurt us kids. Luckily it didn't snow where they lived, so we could go outside and run around. They also had this beautiful black lab, being about a year old, named Pam. 
She was very playful and normally wouldn't listen to anyone but my uncle. Although she was easily excitable, she was a good puppy. One of the days we were there, my little sister and our aunt went out to the store for a nice girl's day. Although I'm a girl, I wanted to go hiking with my uncle and my little brother. We left pretty early since the hike we were doing was four hours of walking into town. It was a really chilly morning but since we were doing so much walking, it felt great. We also decided to take Pam, it being a good way for her to get exercise and have fun. About maybe an hour into our walk, I started to slow down a bit, wanting to enjoy the beautiful forest. It was so peaceful, I could have honestly stayed there. But as we continued to walk, I started to feel something odd. I noticed how quiet the forest had suddenly become, hearing only our footsteps and my brother talking to our uncle. Pam noticed it too, her ears going straight up and growling softly. I started to pick up my pace to get next to my brother, worried that possibly a coyote or mountain lion was nearby. I knew though that they wouldn't be out at this time though, even if they were they didn't walk near the roads. My little brother was only nine at that time, and being the oldest sibling, my natural instincts to protect him kicked in. My uncle noticed the silence as well, telling us to stay close to him and Pam, who was now next to me and still growling. I began to feel that horrible feeling again, that ice-cold fear I once felt when I was six. I tried so hard to not think of the creature, but it was all I could worry about. I was scared, I felt like I was back to being that scared little six-year-old girl again. I had to stop for a moment though, seeing my shoelace came undone. I quickly kneeled down to tie it back up, trying to hurry and just get out of there. That's when I heard it. Aaliyah. In that moment, my heart dropped into my stomach. My eyes were widened and I could just feel myself start to shake from fear. It was right next to me. I heard it clear as day. I slowly turned my head, and there it was. That same red fox, still having those horrid yellow eyes, and that same demented smile. Only this time I saw it much more clearly. Its fur looked so matted and disgusting, the smell it had was like rotten, decaying flesh mixed with garbage. Its limbs were much too long for a normal fox, the back legs bending completely the wrong way. Those eyes were still the worst thing about it, but now they looked emptier than I had remembered. I wanted to scream, to run, to cry, but I just couldn't. I was frozen as I was, too scared to even blink. Then I heard it speak again, this time however, it had mimicked my little brother's voice. Found. You. Before anything else could happen, Pam suddenly jumped in front of me and started to bark like mad, snapping and growling so aggressively that it scared me out of my frozen trance. When I looked back, it was gone. I used that moment to run over to my brother and uncle, who didn't see what I saw as they were too far ahead now. But I heard my uncle start to pray and sing a song under his breath, keeping my brother and myself close to him. I was just too scared to even look back, so I just kept my eyes on the ground and refused to stop walking. 
Pam had stopped barking, but she was still loudly growling and never left my side as we continued our hike. My little brother was a bit worried, but he just thought it was a coyote. When we finally made it into town, my uncle had called our aunt and told her to pick us up, saying something about how it wasn't safe for us to walk back. Thankfully she did come and get us, but she was confused since we talked about that hike for days. On the car ride back, Pam never left me alone, she was right with me the entire time. She knew that thing was after me, and she protected me. I was very grateful that she was with us, who knows what would have happened if she wasn't. When we got back to the house, I was talked to by my uncle and aunt. Once I told them what happened and what I saw, they had started to pray and check that all the locks were shut tight, my aunt putting something around the doors. I now believe it was probably ashes, but I never did find out. Unfortunately, this made our Christmas vacation cut short, as they were worried that I was not safe while still in the woods. We had to be taken home the next day, them making an excuse of how there was an emergency with a friend and that they had to help them out. I felt horrible that this Christmas was ruined, but once I did leave the woods, I truly felt safe again. Before they had to drive back home though, they told me that it wasn't my fault, and that luckily it didn't hurt me or the other kids. It did make me feel a bit better, but it still brought up a lot of questions and worries. It was still around. How? Why? What did it want with me? Does it want my skin? My soul? Was I just going to be tormented by this thing forever? I still don't have answers to these questions, and that's what really scares me. Now, I've long moved from California and now live in Kentucky. I do live in woods, but so far, that thing hasn't found me. I know that seems very stupid on my part, but life had changed a lot when I was growing up. I was given no other option to live somewhere else and my grandpa in KY was kind enough to let me live with him. So please don't call me an idiot for moving to the woods when I had no other choice. Anyways, while I'm happy it hasn't found me, I'm still worried. Can it still find me? Is it still hunting me? I'm not close to anyone who knows truly on how to get rid of this thing, and that's why I'm telling my story now so I can possibly find help. So please, if there's anyone out there who does know, help me. I cannot confirm this happened, as far as I know, it did. For context, I live with my grandparents, my mom, and my brother, we live about 20 minutes away from town. My mom stays in a shed outside, sometimes with her girlfriend, but everyone else stays inside the house. Also, there's a cow field by our yard, we don't own it though. My mom has always stayed awake at night usually busy doing yard work, drawing, or cleaning. But recently she started hearing noises at night. I wouldn't trust the stories if it was only my mom, but her girlfriend and my brother have told me they heard things too. But last night my mom, 
her girlfriend, and my brother were outside, I was asleep. And they started hearing noises in the woods around the house. They got a bit nervous but they didn't want to go inside yet so, instead, they went to the car and sat inside it for a bit. So then they were talking like normal, and the dogs start barking, at the woods, at the cow field, and in the yard. Now they're more nervous. My mom remembers that the night vision goggles are in the car, so she starts looking around with them on, and she sees eyes, all around them. She doesn't say anything about it though. Then while looking around the cow field, she sees something that looks like herself. She's freaked out but doesn't say anything about it until they got inside, because my mom didn't know if what she saw was real, my mom has some mental issues. This morning she asked to borrow my computer, so I agreed. The goggles I mentioned earlier can take pictures and videos so she looked over the pictures she took. Her girlfriend agrees that the thing in the cow field looks like her. And my brother told me about all of this a few hours ago. I don't know if what my mom had seen was a skinwalker, or something similar, but I want to get away from this horrible property. I might update if something like this happens again, though I hope nothing happens. I had a creepy experience last night. I'm not typically a person who has supernatural experiences and I don't think I truly believe in them. Let's say I'm agnostic and respect the possibility, but don't have personal experience. I'm not going to go so far as to say I saw a skinwalker, I just don't know enough about them, and it seems like not an area where they normally are. But I can't get this off my mind. At around 10 p.m. last night, I was driving north on I-5 about 11 miles south of the 580 junction, which I guess puts me around Patterson, California. I-5 is an extremely well-traveled artery that runs NS in California. It's the primary route for going from LA to SF. The point is, this is not a road where there are pedestrians. At all. Cars are going 85 to 100 miles per hour regularly and there are a ton of semis that they are constantly weaving between. It's sketchy as F. In that moment, there weren't any other vehicles around me. All of a sudden my headlights lit up a person walking on the side of the road. They were walking with purpose, not seeming to be in distress at all. I had not seen a stopped car on the road anywhere nearby and it was a very rural area. The person was shirtless with black pants, pale-skinned, with long, just past the shoulders, very straight black hair. While at first I thought it was a man, as I passed I think I might have seen breasts. If it was a woman, it would makes this extra weird since women don't typically go topless in public. They might have had some bold black tattoos but I can't remember for sure. I only saw them for a moment. They didn't turn around when I passed so I didn't see their face. In retrospect, I realized they didn't have a flashlight and it was a very dark night with no moon yet. My instinct said that this was probably someone who was mentally ill and or on meth, though they weren't moving in a weird way, 
just walking like normal, other than the fact that they were just wandering around on the side of I-5 in pitch black. I think the thing that freaks me out most was my intense reaction to seeing this person. As I lit them up with my headlights, I took a very sharp breath in and my body was flooded with adrenaline. I had assumed in that moment that I was startled and, as I was traveling in the right-hand lane, I was afraid I might hit them. I wondered for a split second if I should stop and help but I dismissed that idea immediately as way too dangerous for a number of mundane, non-supernatural reasons. Only then did I remember all of the stories of mysterious people by the side of the road, and how one should avoid them at all costs. Don't even look at them. I remembered how supernatural beings instill a sense of intense dread and fear. It took me a while to get my body to calm back down, and I couldn't stop thinking about the experience for the rest of the drive. I still lean toward this being a normal human who possibly is going through some sort of mental health crisis, or maybe just a goth teenager trying to freak people out. But I have no idea how to check if there's someone who's missing, or if this is a known person in the area, or what. Me and my friend both had an experience seeing a headless animal that could have been a pig, dog, or a deer. It was large kind of and ran on four legs and was a dirty pinkish color. For me it suddenly ran across the road at a dark country road with no one around for miles. My friend was nearby civilization and the animal almost waited for them before dashing across the road. It honestly was a terrifying experience and even more so because I didn't know they had this same experience until just now. Has anyone else experienced this or knows anything about this? Was this a skinwalker? A little help on what it could be. This might have nothing to do with skinwalkers but I don't quite know how to interpret this. I'm from a small rural town in Georgia and I go to college kinda far. I have a habit of going outside at night to look at the stars and listen to music. I've noticed that two deer make their ways out of the woods and into the clearing of my backyard. A buck and a doe. The buck always stays further out but the doe seems curious. She got a couple yards from me and something didn't feel right so I started yelling for her to go away. She looked at me didn't move and then proceeded to walk closer. I was completely shocked that she was not afraid of me and kept trying to get closer to me. I of course ran inside my house and locked the door. When I stared at her as I was leaving she didn't move. Fast forward a couple of weeks and I start to take notice that two horned owls have started showing up at our house. One is a female and the other is a male judging by their coloration and size difference. I was outside again and the female, judging by her size, flew and landed on the ground a couple of feet away from me. Stared at me and didn't move. I again ran inside the house. I never see the owls and deer at the same time. There are always two and the female is the more interested in me. I wanted to see if y'all had any theories? 
Also my parents tell me they are never there when I'm gone for college but show up every time I come home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. I've got some weird stuff going on and I've kind of been pointed this way for some help. I live really far in the sticks in South Central Pennsylvania. I'm a night owl because of the shift I work, some I'm often awake all night piddling about the house or watching Netflix. I was doing just that one night a few months ago when I heard and felt a solid thump against the external wall of my trailer. I paused my show and listened for a few minutes. Nothing. I went back to my show and heard slash felt another thump on the opposite wall. This time I was up, drew my handgun, I am who I am, I always have one, and moved to my door. As I was reaching for the handle I suddenly got the extreme urge to not open that door. My gut has gotten me out of some very bad things in my life, so I listened to it. I sat down at my couch and listened for a couple hours. Nothing else happened. The next night I heard a lot of movement outside of my trailer and instantly was up and went outside, with my handgun. I have a 1000 lumen light attached to it and I shine it into the yard. The house was surrounded by deer. Not too abnormal. They all kinda galloped away except one. It was way too big and didn't seem right. Misshapen. It was just far away that I couldn't see it super well with my light on it. It looked at me and my hair was up on my neck. I aimed at it and we kinda had a stare down. Just as my finger moved to the trigger guard it walked away real janky like. Not galloping like deer do. It stared at me the whole time until it was in the woods. I noped my ass back inside. Next night I was at work and when I got home my girlfriend asked me to take a pistol out of the safe, load it, and put it in the bedroom closet. I did so and asked why. 
She said that when she was feeding the baby in the middle of the night something thumped on the door to the trailer and it scared her. I told her nothing of my experiences with the thumping. What am I dealing with and what do you all recommend I do? I'm not sure what to think of this. The logical part of my brain is telling me that there are possible explanations for all this, but I'm still kind of spooked. I'm a night owl because nighttime is usually when I'm the most productive. I procrastinate a lot, so I use the night to catch up with schoolwork. A couple weeks ago, at around 2 a.m., I started hearing a weird animal noise coming from downstairs. I do have two cats, so it's possible that they just got in a fight with each other. But it sounded different from what my cats usually do. It was raspier than my cats and had slight hints of a female voice in it. Again, I might've just been sleep deprived and was hearing my cats fight, but it scared the crap out of me. Last week I heard screaming outside my window, somewhere down the street, that actually lasted quite a while. This time it sounded a bit more natural. Imagine someone hyperventilating and screaming at every exhale. So it could have been someone messing around outside. I live in a small village, so we don't have any meth heads walking around or anything. Now I've recently noticed that Therese sometimes a rhythmic tapping sound coming from the bathroom window that hangs over the sink. Our bathroom has an inclined roof that kind of fades away after a while. I don't have the guts to look up and see if it's just the house settling or if someone or something is actually tapping at the glass, and I probably won't ever try to look at it. Should I be worried, or am I just paranoid? I was a freshman in high school at the time. We lived in the woods in Williamstown, New Jersey. Here we have things like the Jersey Devil and the Blue Hole. Most importantly, in relation to this thread, it's well known Williamstown was inhabited by the Lenai Lenape tribe of Native Americans, from whom the town derived its original name, Squankum. The name Lenape for place where evil spirits dwell was changed to Williamstown when the town's first post office was established. Yes, I did pull that from Google, but it is 100% true. Look it up yourself. More specifically, the lakes is where my story takes place. We lived on the last lake, on the outskirts of town. It wasn't probably until 10 years ago these roads were all dirt paths for an idea. So my father had just built this new addition to our home. It faced the back of our house towards the deep woods. My driveway being the front, but a good distance really in the woods. Great place for a murder scene. It was all glass windows, which was terrifying for obvious reasons. This addition was to be the new living room and extension to our dining room. It was designed in a way while inside you couldn't see outside or towards the dining room or the rest of the house, unless you got up and looked. The only light source being the chandelier from the dining room. Which was stuck on haunted house mode for no apparently good reason. Oh, and the horrible dining room table with that disturbing cloth for something to hide under. But there was the light from the television and living room if you so chose. I suppose to make it feel more cozy, snug with the furniture. But I digress. 
All of this will make sense as to paint a picture for you of what was to follow. So I remember my father would work very late on occasion. He closed a retail store enough towns over where it would be sometimes 11 p.m. before he came home and we ate dinner, not complaining, just was our thing. I'd spend my time in this living room watching television until he'd come home. This particular instance it must have been around late 6 p.m.-ish when the dark starts creeping in. For the purpose of my story let's say my name is Jake I'm sitting there watching I don't know the Food Network. Then it hits you like a ton of bricks. I say to myself hey Jake. Whatever you do Jake. Just don't look to your right no matter what it is you do. Something is there that's not supposed to be there. In fact don't move a muscle from this couch. Because you're simply not equipped for whatever other worldly entity has the ability to make your dining room feel like a black hole where reality is just non-existent. The strange quiet, the chill, can't explain it. You know the feeling all too well so let's dive right in. So amid being frozen in my chair watching TV a few hours had passed by of me crying on the inside not really watching TV, when call it puberty, because I'd know better at this current age. Something made me sneak a peek. Now I'm not trying to be dramatic, but they say eyes are the windows to your soul, right? I believe you'd die of a heart attack had you looked onward any longer than I did. All jokes aside, what I saw were two of the largest yellow slash green eyeballs looking directly at me and what I'd imagined to be an evil grin. Or maybe none at all. It could have wiggled its tongue, you'd overlook that every time, it's something you'll never forget. Almost like the Cheshire Cat. I'd say its eyes were just shy of the size of grapefruits but that would just be too big. These were just two of the biggest eyeballs you'd wish you never see again lol, unmistakable by any non-fictional living thing this world has to offer. If it were fiction I'd say Schmeagel, but these eyes were not desperate, they burned through you, from another dimension. I'd compare it to what I'd imagine opening Pandora's box must feel like or seeing a new color not on the spectrum. Just not for human consumption. I imagine this thing wanted to pretend to be our cat. It was not our cat. It was not a cat. It was highly disturbing mimicry of some sort. I spent the rest of those two hours waiting for my father to come home like it never happened. I believe her the fear was so pure. One can only make a comical comparison to accurately describe what took place. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't know its purpose, but judging how that night ended, I believe that in my fear, those eyes that saw around corners seemingly knew what state it put me in, loved it, intended it, possibly worse and was drinking from me. Literally from the moment I said Jake don't look to your right. Until my father came home. I told my dad what happened he laughed, took me out to our local diner spot, came back chandelier was smashed into a million tiny pieces. Hand on the Bible. We talk about this often. Cat's blank stares scare me to date. Wondering if I had a skinwalker run in. 
So I live in Colorado along the I-25 corridor but I was out in the endless emptiness of plains that resides out east of there. I've been told conflicting stories on whether or not they reside in areas of Colorado so I am curious what you guys think. Anyway on to the story, I am a car guy and was out in the long straight roads in the area doing some pulls and top speed runs for my car. As I was driving my car briefly made a weird noise my radio cut out and headlights seemed to dim, curious as to what happened I stop and open my door ready to pop the hood and see what the issue was. As soon as my finger touched the hood latch release I was just overcome with this freezing and paralyzing sense of dread. I somewhat panicked and put my foot back in the car and closed the door and it slightly subsided. Going with my gut I decided to just turn tail and run so I put my car in gear and made a U-turn since I was on a dead end. As I turn around the edge of my headlight illuminates two humanoid gray figures I glanced at and sped off. They were standing slash sitting slash whatever about 50 feet from where I was just sitting. I went home and was unable to sleep for a while laying in bed with my gun close by with this endless feeling of paranoia. Once I finally drifted off into sleep I remember having strange nightmares about nothing specific but just overall terrifying things. My husband and I are currently in a scully camping on BLM land, Bureau of Land Management. He prefers to not use the bathroom in our scully. So he went to the outhouse. After about 20 minutes he comes back and is really freaked out. He asked me if I was outside the bathroom meowing at him. I told him I wasn't, I've been inside reading a book and cuddling our dogs. He said he kept hearing a meow in my voice. I know a meow, so obviously a possible cat is what you're thinking, my husband and I meow at each other. We've been doing this for over 15 years and I have a specific way I do it that can't really be mistaken for a cat. I usually meow when I want him to come look at something. That's what he swears he heard. He said he felt dread each time he heard it and all the hair on his arm stood up. I questioned him if there was any chance it was a cat at all and he said there is no doubt that it was a human pretending to meow but exactly my voice. He's so freaked out he refuses to leave the bus or let me take the dogs out. What do you make of this? Should I be worried? <laughs> 